Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with After Earth. After Earth has released their first full-length entitled The Rarity of Reason. This melodic death metal band is on to great things, and here is my interview with After Earth. Hello, my friend. Hello. It's, I wanted uh, to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, of course. It's our uh, pleasure. I apologize for my delay. No, it's it's okay. Uh, we were having a few issues as well, so this time was much better, actually. I wanted to ask you about the recording process for you. How did it go for you? Yeah, uh, it worked uh, pretty well uh, while being in the studio. Uh, we had Rob from Obsidian Studios to help us out, and he did such a great job um, guiding us through the process. Um, we had not been in a professional studio before. Uh, we had done everything ourselves uh, on the uh, Before It Wakes uh, EP and... Uh, uh, from age to a on, uh, so it was nice to have someone who could, uh, or who was being so professional about everything. Um, but we had the issues of two guitarists uh, leaving the band prior to the recording, so uh, me, Anton, had to do most of the guitars, and our bassist Olaf had to do some acoustic guitars as well. Um, and Marcus did the uh, vocals, of course. And I wanted to ask about the title track. Yeah. I wanted to know if you could speak on it and uh, tell me how uh, everything came together for that one. Um, I mean, it's pretty much like um, very natural for me to... Uh, sit with a guitar and just um, uh, get ideas uh, from just anything. I'm I'm just playing for fun most of the time, and um, uh, ideas just come to me uh, in a weird way. Um, it's not too much to it. Uh, uh, I got. I know I got a lot of inspiration from bands like In Flames. Uh, and I think you can hear the elements in that song too. Uh, and some Amon Amarth as well, because I think it suits Marcus' vocals pretty good. Um, so it's not really much to it, actually. Yeah, the, that track and Human Slave Machine are my two favorites off the yeah, yeah, they. Um, I've seen on Spotify for artists that people enjoy those songs quite a lot. Uh, the numbers go up on, especially those two and uh, Prometheus. Um, so it's fun to see um, what people like uh, from the album. And uh, what's the next step for the band? Uh, well, we have an upcoming tour. Um, it's going off next week. Uh, we are uh, 
leaving Sweden the fifth, I believe, um, to go down to Romania with uh, the Gothenburg band Mara. Uh, they play death metal as well. Um, and it's a huge step for us since we've never been outside Sweden. So it's going to be a real pleasure. And I also wanted to ask you, um, if you could take me back in time and give me a band history and how the band became a reality. Um, wow. Um, it was um, a few years ago. I believe it was six years ago, uh, 2017. Um, I hadn't been playing in a band for a long time, so I um, I had a social media. I don't I don't remember the name. A Yodo, I believe, uh, where you could post things uh, anonymously, and uh, I wrote out um, something like, uh, uh, "Is there anyone around who would like to?" start a band and uh, Marcus was the first one to respond and uh, we came together over uh, a few beers and uh, he knew a guy who played guitar, uh, Victor, uh, and we used Facebook a lot too to get more members um, and when we were uh, five people uh, we kind of just rehearsed. We were writing a few songs um, and we didn't play until three years later. Uh, um, and uh, as we did, uh, the coronavirus struck. So we couldn't uh, do much more of live performance. Uh, so we, uh, we recorded the Before It Wakes EP. Um, and had to wait a few years until we could start playing live again. Sure. And I think that's a hard time for everyone because, yeah, you know, a lot of bands were holding on to material and just not releasing because they had no way to promote it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, usually it goes with a tour or something, but um, if everything is on lockdown, you can't do much. I also wanted to ask you um, on your about your own musical development. At what age did you begin? Uh, well, um, I think for me personally, it was around, I believe, 11 or 12 years old. Um, I had a lot of music influence growing up. Uh, my dad used to listen to Iron Maiden and Hammerfall a bunch. Um, and I had a friend who um, was playing a lot of guitar. Um, he's actually one of my best friends. Um, and his parents had a like loft in their old house where they had a drum set. So I started playing on that. And we had a few... Um, moments of rehearsal and all that it was just for fun but it started like growing from there I uh, learned to play drums uh, shortly after I got my own kit um, didn't go to any 
schools for music or anything. I taught myself pretty much um, just to have the freedom of learning whatever you want, kind of. Um, and in the same, a few years later, I picked up the guitar. My sister um, bought one herself. So I stole that a few times. <laughs> and it led me to where I'm at right now. And out of all the tracks, what would you say is your favorite to play? Oh, to play. Um, I actually enjoy the title track a whole bunch um, because recently we have opened with that one. Um, and it's kind of a build up until it um, really kicks in. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, the nerves build up and when the song starts, it's just like an explosion of, not to be cheesy, but emotions. Um, and it's, to me, such a heavy riff. Um, so it just feels amazing. Um, other than that, it would probably be um, uh, denied. Uh, we haven't played it live yet, but it's a very fast um, and energetic song. Um, and it's always fun for me to play those kinds of songs, songs um, where there's much, much energy and um, speed. And I also wanted to ask you, how did the name for the band originate? Um, I actually don't know. Um, we used to go uh, by uh, Conquer All in the beginning. Um, I got it from a Behemoth song. Um, but we didn't feel like it uh, was the right choice. And uh, we threw a bunch of names out here and there. And Marcus just said, how about After Earth? Uh, and everyone was on board with that. And uh, that's pretty much the history of the name. There's not much to it. And I also want to ask you, in your spare time when you're not working on music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy doing? Um, me, personally, I... Uh, do a lot of gaming. Um, I play on PC with my friends a lot. Um, I know Marcus is uh, a huge D&D &D fan. Um, and uh, Olaf is the same with the gaming part. He, uh, uh, he's more of a console guy, though. Um, but we are pretty much a bunch of nerds. So we do all the gamings and movies and all those stuff. Um, and like everyone else, we hang out with our friends pretty much. Um, I mean, our lives are pretty much based on music, so there is not much time left for anything else. So. And speak. 
And speaking on that musical background, along your musical journey, what would you say has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way? Oh, wow. That's a huge question. Um, to me, um, I would say um, I watch a lot of um, uh, Drum Technique Academy videos. Um, and it's so much about patience, um, trying to learn new things. Uh, it takes time, but if you do enjoy what you do, you will probably get there. But patience is probably the one thing that many, at least drum teachers say that you should stick with. Um, other than if, that, it's not much, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if, and now I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to okay. ask you your top three drummers of all time. Oh, wow. I, I knew this question was going to come up um, sometime in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would uh, actually say the one person that pops up first is Thomas Hake from Meshuggah. Mm. Um, he is just a genius when it comes to drumming. Um, I've never seen anyone like him. Um, um, his techniques are just crazy. And he is, he's like a machine. Yeah, keeping up with all the time signatures and shit. It's um, incredible. Um, one other drummer that has inspired me quite a lot is Mario Duplantier from Gajira. Um, he's also pretty, uh, like, he's not doing the usual drum stuff. He's, there's always something on their albums that is... Um, new mm -hmm. um, when it comes to drumming and something that you haven't heard before um and um third place would probably be i have to think on this one um well another one that has inspired me pretty much mostly through my younger years, is Joey Jordison. Mm -hmm. um, it was a hard time for me when he passed, um, since he's been such an influence. And I think many uh, drummers in my generation um, has him as an inspiration as well. Um, and I very much like that he started out with uh, jazz, because I think other genres can influence you in such ways. Absolutely. So I would say those are my top threes. And I also want to ask you, getting back to the album, were there any tracks that didn't make the album? Uh, what was the question? Getting back to the album, I wanted to ask you, were there any tracks that didn't make the album that you have held back on? Um, 
we had probably um, one full song that didn't make uh, the album. I did like it at first when I wrote it. Um, and we played it a few times live as well. Um, but after writing all the other songs, it just didn't feel right. It felt like something uh, that was pretty much ancient to what we are right now. Uh, and it wouldn't fit with the other songs. Um, and to me, it was not a path that I want to go uh, musically. Uh, so uh, that one full song and then there were a whole bunch of riffs that we just didn't make songs out of um, but it was also quite a stressful period even though the songs came to me um, pretty naturally it was we still had a few songs missing, um, but I think Denied and I Am What Remains um, and Undermine My Suffocation was the ones that uh, we wrote after knowing we would go to a studio uh, to record. Uh, I remember Marcus writing the lyrics for Undermine My Suffocation just the day before uh, recording the song. Wow. So, so we had a lot of pressure uh, writing songs. <laughs> and this uh, album has had great reception so far. Yeah. Um, um, you have to be very proud. Yeah, we are uh, truly proud of ourselves. Um, and much thanks probably go to uh, Obsidian Studios because um, sound quality is probably something that makes an album pretty good too. And as I said, with with Robert's um, guidance, we could uh, gain like more out of the songs um, when recording them. Like... Um, sound image and whatnot. Um, and we usually go to, we have our full album out on YouTube for people who don't have Spotify or iTunes. Um, and I myself enjoy uh, reading the comments because it's always um, positive feedback. Yes. Um, a little bit to feed the ego. Um, but it feels good to know that people like it because we're not only making music for ourselves, we're doing it for others too. And I also want to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise and physical copy of this album? Um, well, right now we are waiting for the merch to arrive to our doorstep. The same with... Um, um the physical cds and all that uh so we're probably gonna post on facebook where you could 
reach them when they arrive. Um, I think we're going to bring a whole bunch of the merch on tour for people to buy it firsthand while meeting us. Um, but we're also going to make it possible for people um, across the whole globe to be able to buy through either Bandcamp or anything that is easily um, uh, that is easy access for others. And if the uh, the fan base stays strong, which I think it will with the reviews you've had, um, will there be a vinyl edition in the future? Um, it's not anything that we have been uh, discussing yet, but it would be pretty cool because I think a lot of people um, collect vinyl. Um, it feels like it's a more um, popular scene uh, there than it is with regular uh, CDs. Um, so it would be a cool thing to do. Uh, just not, nothing we have discussed yet. And lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Wow. Um, that's that's a really huge question. Um, I actually don't know, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I um, to our fans specifically, uh, I would just say it's not an advice or anything, but thank you. Uh, to everyone who's listening, giving us feedback, supporting us through uh, purchasing the album online and everything. Uh, it truly means the world to us uh, to see the response that we get. Uh, and we're so happy to have the fan base we have. Um, even though we haven't seen all of our fans out on the road, it will hopefully be something that we can do uh, in the future. Um, and I'm, again, so happy to have the fans that we do. Um, yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being here. Thank you for inviting us to this. Well, it all started with a great album. You've done a great one from top to bottom. I enjoyed it all the way through. I was hard-pressed to pick two tracks to talk about. <laughs> well, it's... Um, uh, I'm with you there. I I think it's a great album, and I also have a hard time picking favorites. Um, yeah, thank you so much for this. Yeah, it's got to be even harder for you. It's like picking children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I know deep in my heart which one is the number one, but um, the rest of them, it's, as you said, picking amongst children. Well, thank you, my, Thank you again, my friend, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Cheers. Cheers.
I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.